Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Uh, we are here, boys, to atone for last week's episode. Uh, it was such garbage. I feel I feel conflicted about even putting my name on it. But uh, like like all great performers, we need to turn the page after a bad show, and we need to get back on the horse. And uh, we're going to get back on the horse today, boys, with some good topics, some controversial topics, some things that need to be talked about. But first, because of business, I need to talk about the communion app. Communion is a church communications application uh, that works for iOS and Android and your PC. Uh, You can find it at links.communionapp.com slash the happy rant. And if you tell them we sent you, you get a discount. Uh, community is scalable. That means if you're a huge church, uh, there's a there's a solution for big churches, medium-sized churches, tiny churches, hipster churches, small-town churches, which is the new city churches. Uh, communion is for everyone. And um, we hope you use the app. We hope you tell them that the Happy Rant sent you. And you will love it because it operates a lot like Facebook without making people in your congregation who are off Facebook for convictional reasons, people like Big T. Uh, that way they don't have to get on Facebook to know what's going on in the church. I think I just and, discovered a new favorite version of Ted, and it's speaking uh, in third person, Ted. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm like Alan Convictional Iverson. Ted. I love Convic- it. Convictional <laughs> Teddy, man. That's the... Convictional T. Yeah, I'm dropping that. It sounds like a contradiction in I was going to say, but, to be fair, Convictional Teddy sounds a little bit like... Uh, like homeschool honeymoon <laughs> wear or something like that. So, <laughs> which anyway. is another company I'm launching. No, I've yeah, been crushing. No, that's not good. Crushing, <laughs> crushing my days, um, dude. For some reason, Ron, the whole like day crusher thing that we did like a month ago is still like to this day the funniest thing that's come out of the pandemic for me. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I'm so tickled by these like uh, I don't I don't know business like performance guys that are that are so keen on that. Oh right! Like we were, t- we mean we're talking about like, uh, what was it? How we're gonna get get up in the morning and like crush the day? Oh, dude! Yeah, <laughs> See, I'm just used All to doing that. Whine. I don't even identify yeah. with like how do we talk about it? It's just it's who I am. Oh, know? for sure, dude. I'm yeah, a day. I, I just crush. Yeah, you're I, a day crusher. I feel like yeah. if you're an actual day crusher, you don't talk about it. It's a little bit like if you're an actual confident person, you don't call yourself confident. You just Right. Are and so if yeah. you're well, and if you're like yeah like if you're actually strong you're not having to post pictures of your workout and all that stuff like yeah you'll just yeah. rip somebody's arms off as needed you know it's just you're <laughs> you'll like, literally oh, crush someone yeah, I, yeah just when when the opportunity presents itself you just do it so yeah for those of you who are not bragging about day crushing we you're you're probably you're probably doing it and you're just it's you're just a natural dude you know who is crushing the quarantine though like all kidding aside our boy Brett McCracken. Um, Brett recently released a list of 25 essential foreign films to watch during the, during the quarantine. Um, this, this struck me in the, in the pantheon of Brett McCracken, like movie flexes. This struck me as even a, like a layer deeper. This was a bigger flex, maybe the biggest McCracken flex of all time. And I have a theory. I think it's because, okay. If, if you're a non-believer, right? So if you're just like, pagan worldly too cool for christianity 
too hipster, too enlightened, whatever. You have a whole world of insufferability at your fingertips. <laughs> like there's no end to how insufferable you can be. You know what I mean? You can like read half a science article and drop that in. You can you could do you could do all these things. You can go like full Michael Gungor on it. But because Brett claims Christ, and we're glad that he does, um, his his world of insufferability, his his insufferability window is smaller. But I think he's leaning into it with this one. What do you guys think of that theory? Pipe. <laughs> Give me your thoughts. What I I think you're onto something. I think he also functions in just a sphere of of like art criticism where insufferability is is like the currency. If sure. you can't be like an everyman art critic. You can't right. be a like a good hang movie reviewer you know like <laughs> yeah, you just true, dude. Y- y- those things are mutually exclusive yeah so so that you have to function at a level of insufferability to even to swim in those waters if you will so yeah i think i think you're on to something that there it it's definitely a small bullseye of like how do we get away with this um but yeah. also still kind of hack it in the world of insufferable d-bags in general dude totally and shout out to brett for like I feel like he created his dream job. You know what I mean? Where he's like, I'm a Christian. I love Christ. I'm also insufferable. I'm going to make a way for this to work, you know, and, and shout out to him for doing that. Like not many people can do it. He did it. Ronald, what do you think? Go ahead. I was going to say, well, no, I want to hear your thoughts. I was going to take this a different direction. So I'd I'd need to hear your thoughts first. No, I don't know what my thought. Here's my thoughts is, you know, the whole idea of like a, like a critic, like a journalist who critiques, who just watches things and then, you know, you know, vents his, I mean, it's kind of like what we do every week on this, but there's <laughs> just, true. there's just, there's something about like, I, I, I mean, I hit like a wall with that because I was always like, I don't want to talk about other people's art. I just want to make art, you know? So I'm, yeah. I'm that insufferable guy on the yep. other end of it. But like th- this idea of just wanting to view things or read things and then, you know, report um, write reviews, critique. It is just, it is the most, like for how I'm built and wired, it's the most foreign thing to me ever. I just don't get it. I don't get like the appeal of it. So I'm not even critical of, of McCracken. I mean, you know, everybody has their thing, but I just literally, I can't even get my head into that space because it's so like, I, I don't know what's appealing about that. And I know people have to do it. I'm not saying it shouldn't exist, but in, in my, in my realm of thinking, I just, I just go, okay, go for it. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to to understand how criticism, not not like insulting, but arty criticism, yeah. improves enjoyment of something. You know, like it mm. it seems to be at odds with just sort of the sense of like, man, that was fun, or the sense of wow, you know, that was amazing. I don't. I I feel like it's you know I, take take yeah. it into, taking it into the sports realm. You you know. You can either like break down a play or you can just like cheer at a play, but you can't do both. You know, you, you have to yeah. be, and, and I feel like it's the same with art. So it, I, yeah, it, it is somewhat draining to me to, to be in the critic realm because I'm like, oh, it just takes away from the, it takes away from the fun of, of well, these okay, mediums. So that's, so, okay, that's a great point, Pipe. Let me ask you boys this, you know, mm-hmm. let me bring up something that is, obviously created a bit of a rift between us. It's called Happy Rent Sports. Um, okay. But I think... Let's um, do this finally, Pipe. We're talking about it. <laughs> oh, it's come out. Boys, I just, I'm, I'm Dra- tired. Dragged I'm it tired into of, the light. Tired yeah. of not dealing with this. Boys. Yeah, it's good. Um, 
No, but here's what I'm going to say is like, so when I think of you guys riffing on what you riff on, whatever you've riffed on, obviously I've never, and I will never listen. Never. To that, no. Yeah. But, um, but I, that to me is like so different than like basically being like a, a movie critic or like a, you know, like a, a literary critic or one of those people. Like I, like I, to me, I love talking about certain things, but not as a way to sort of prove to somebody whether they should enjoy it or not. You know what right. I mean? But I mean, like well, yeah. I get you guys wanting to vamp about, you know, football and, you know, soccer or whatever you guys talk about. Not, on that. Not we, a talk, lot, we talk a not lot of a lot, soccer. Yeah, not a lot of soccer on there. Much, oh, more, okay. much more of a tennis and cricket show, really. Like soccer and like ping pong or whatever you guys discuss on that whole thing. But like, yeah, so, I'm, but I get that. Like I get the enjoyment of that. What I don't get is just, man, all I want to do is watch that Malik movie so that I can tell people whether it's worth their time. And yeah. again, it's not even criticism of McCracken. I just would love to hear you guys talk about like what, like how does somebody, like how does somebody like kind of like get to the place where that's what they want to be? And maybe I'm taking this thing in a weird direction. Maybe it's called, it's called being an academic. Okay. Because yes. academia has no concern for enjoyment. This is why, like, most professors are bad. You know what I mean? Because they're, like, they're so, they're so fired up about the content that they're, they're not paying a whole lot of attention to, like, are my students going to, is this going to make their lives more joyful, right? Like, how are they going to enjoy learning about this or practicing it or whatever? Um, and, and I think that's where criticism is, right? So, like, criticism isn't concerned with enjoyment, whereas Happy Rant Sports is, right? I mean, Happy Rant Sports is just two guys not claiming to know everything, but, like, enjoying the process of talking about some stupid sports thing. And I, and I, and I think, you know, because we're Christians, we hold this stuff with a loose hand, right? So, like, I don't care who won the 1989 slam dunk contest. Like, I'm not going to war over it. Like, it's just a... It's a stupid thing to enjoy that's there for us, and you know we can have some laughs about it, so it has value. Um, whereas, yeah, I, I don't know, and and yeah, this isn't a rip on Brett at all. This, if anything, it's a tip of the cap for like kind of chiseling out the perfect career. You know what I mean? Like it seems like almost a ninety-five percent fit for him. Whereas, like for us, I don't know. On a good day, our careers are probably like. 75 <laughs> percent uh, you know what i'm saying like that's and, the most generous percentage that. i've ever heard oh, baby. yeah dude if i hit 75 i'm feeling good it's the you best know? day you've ever had you it's would the describe best day that I've ever had a best work. day of my yeah. life oh absolutely dude absolutely but <laughs> i don't know i feel like he's hitting on all cylinders right now and that's the a, happy that's ramp a, where we're just trying to get to that 75 percent day oh uh, dude it's like 85 90 percent on this show except last week when it was like Twelve percent. That was yeah. Bad. I don't. I don't even think we get a. I don't even think we get a passing grade for last week. Yeah, we're we're solid F minus. If we yeah, could only return everybody's money that they don't pay for this, it would make us feel so much better, boys. That's true. I don't. I don't want to lose listeners over it though, baby. I care about that. Um, boys, I want to talk about another quarantine flex. Yes. And it's the, it's the six books thing, right? This is ridiculous, dude. So <laughs> this is like. The kind of internet thing that just sucks all the way around. But it's it's the thing where somebody started saying, like, screenshot a picture of the six books that are within arm's length. And you're getting these beautiful, like, curated shots of, like, oh, it's a volume of Foucault right, right on top of, like, 
you know, uh, I'm looking up mine right now because I did it a couple weeks ago. You know, right on top of just kind of the fun, like piece of creative nonfiction, whatever this year's hillbilly elegy is. You know, so it it seems like yeah, obviously. And, and a, you know, some of them will throw in a, a novel. It's whatever novel is sort of critically acclaimed recently. So, like, take, I don't yeah. know, Where the Crawdads Sing. I realize that's, like, a year old now. So, sorry, folks, for not yeah, getting up so on you, these things. You throw but. in your novel. You throw in a book by a black guy. You know, you're you're hitting all – you're checking all the boxes, right? Like – um, it's just the most curated thing ever, but it's, it's yeah, it is look. six token books. It is tokenism yeah, in book exactly. form, right? Six books that represent exactly what I want you to think about me. Um, but they're not the actual six books. Also, nobody has six books within like arm's, arm's length of, of <laughs> my, my saddleback you know. satchel doesn't hold six books. If like, if I put exactly. a laptop in there like and a, my three moleskins, what am I like? How am I supposed to fit six books in there? This is shout out to untenable. saddleback, but. Yeah, dude, they're not for holding books. I mean, those saddleback bags, they hold like a half a notebook and a pen. Dude, what uh, bag did uh, you boys fat- get, man? My my bag holds like, it holds a whole like a basket full of books, man. Hey, baby, I'm not talking about like. Are you carrying around like the trunk? Pastor books. Like real books. Um, oh, okay. I don't know, it's thin. Like it's a slim, I don't know, this thing I'm looking at, I forget. Yeah, what the one is. I got, man, really, it'll hold some, dude, it'll hold some some books, man. It'll hold some library. You know, it'll hold a little piece of your library. Yeah, I I think if if I put if I put my laptop, which is a MacBook Air, so not a large laptop, along with a couple moleskins, which I always have with me, I could probably fit three to four books in mine. So there's no way I can okay, do this. Six, I can no, there, I can't do the six books at hand thing. Like that's I can't. I also can't reach my bookshelf right now, so none of them are at hand. So yeah, All right, I, the six I posted would fit in my bag for sure. All right, baby, what were the six you posted? I want to okay, break this so, down, and I want to get pipes too. Okay, so I posted um, uh, Jeanette Oak, Seasons of the Heart. It's a four-volume series, a bunch of you know country yep. romance novels. Bonnet fiction, bo- yeah. bodice rippers. Wait, is, right. is, yeah. uh, is four volumes, does that count as one book, or is that four books? It's all in one book. Oh, okay, like got you. Single book. volume, got it. Yeah, Okay, subtext, I'm sensitive. What's the next one? Uh, the Care of Souls by Harold Sankbell. Uh, okay. Like a pastoral sub- book. Pastoral subtext, book. I'm a sensitive pastor. Shepherd, Shepherd, Shepherd. Yeah, yeah sorry, sure. sorry. Whoops. Let's get the next one. The Soul of Shame by his last name's Thompson. I don't know his first name. It's kind of going around our circle. Pipe, what's the subtext on that one? Soul of Shame. Uh, that's like the that, that's sort of like Shepherd level up. So first one was like yeah. Heart of the Shepherd. This one's like Shepherd Counselor. So this that would be like reading yeah, yeah. an Enneagram book, sort of. Or it's like I see myself as imperfect. Like I'm I'm. I'm just a regular guy, kind of. Yeah, thing. I, got, well, I have to deal uh, with my own stuff, that kind of thing. I have yeah. to deal with my own shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Enneagram Good. Four, man. That's my book. Mm-hmm. Um, four stuff. What's next, baby? Preaching as Reminding. So just a, a preacher book by a guy whose yeah. last name is Arthur's. I don't know. Subtext, I'm into the craft. You know, deep into yep. the craft. Always always improving, always grinding. That's good. Okay, we got, we got two more. Uh, number five is a book just called Fika, which is sort of that Swedish practice of having dessert and coffee every day, every afternoon. Subtext Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Subtext curated Instagram life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, except that is really life for me. And then uh, number <laughs> six would be uh, Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities because, you know, the classics, boys. 
Oh yeah, you you've not read four I pages was, of that. Thing. I was a little I've, concerned that there was no creative nonfiction or or novels. So thanks for you closed out strong. That was good. The uh, that's yeah, a good Dickens. I've got dessert and Dickens to close things. I out get was four pages finish. in every time on that thing, and I just am lost. So yeah, because I'm just sucks. not that. I'm just not that that bright. Yeah. It's that's not a good novel work. flex though. Yeah, and it's not it's not a very Yeah, it's it's great when you can find the novel that everybody feels guilty for not having read but won't admit to not having read, so they're just impressed with you. So it's just sort of the like, "Oh, we recognize this as a classic, haven't read it, so we can't really talk to you about it." It's Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's a, it's a good kind of fun novel flex. Like it's it's more fun. People would roll their eyes if you did like a like a Russian author like Dostoevsky. People would be like, "Oh, this guy." Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Pretense. So like, Dick is insufferable a, guy. This insufferable guy. It's a good, safe, like center cut novel flex. I mean, so, Tales of Two Cities is like it's. I mean, it is mildly insufferable. Oh, know? totally, dude. All right, so I got a little follow up question. Then I want to get pipes. Uh, follow up question: Was the feedback what you hoped? Oh, dude, I don't how, even know how feedback. and how not. I, I literally have no idea. I don't think I got any feedback. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I so why would why would anybody post anything if not to get feedback? Well, I'm, you I'm know sure. What I'm, saying? I, I'm sure I got some feedback. I just I'm not really yeah. good at looking at feedback. I'm not really. A, I'm not. Well, there's like so, there's like social media FOMO as well. Like you see everybody else doing this, you're like, if I don't, I don't. Like, so it's it's just sort of a it's like an entry level. I have to be part of the club thing rather than we're going to critique one another's books. So totally, like this is a participation grade as much as it is, yeah. and like a how did you do on this actual project grade? So you get like a pass fail for participating. Like okay, there's your six books, your six fake books. We got it. It's just um, something. Uh, it's something you do out of boredom, and yeah. you didn't have to come up with the idea. And you go, okay, dude. Isn't there a tipping point though on doing stuff out of boredom? Because you don't want people to think that you're not busy. You know what I mean? Well, so it's, yeah, it's that, like, that oh, this here's here's the thing. If you're posting six books, the implication is you are reading six books. So you are clearly, oh, I'm, dude, I'm busy like, as H. I'm yeah, crushing these books. Like neck yeah. deep, neck deep. And, and, and Ronnie was like four pastoral books and then two that were like a little, just a little lifestyle. So dude, I think that's a good mix, though. Like, I think Ronald hit this. I think he crushed it in the sense of. You got a little craft, you yeah. got a little like deep dive, you got a little shame, and you got a little fiction. You yeah, know? you got like, like I, a, you got a guilty pleasure, you got a couple of pastoral books that I'm supposed to read. Then you got sort of the fika thing, which is like, okay, I'm just not I'm not getting sort of the the eccentricity of this guy. But then you bring it back home with Dickens, which is like, but he cares about the classic. Yeah, dude, the fika thing is insufferable as age if people wanted to lean into that. But it like you only had one of them. You know what I mean? If you'd had like two Two things in that genre, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, no, it would totally. have been too I much by half. I do own four know. Fika books, so I only put <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, you're, it's it's less insufferable knowing that like that's actually a lifestyle Ronnie is pursuing. So it's that's not a yeah. he's not sort of a. I mean, that's problematic on a lot of levels. It's but. it's not faux curation though. He's like, no, I genuinely want to learn how to be a Swede. That's right. what I'm going. No, for I mean, here. genuinely, like I pursue coffee and baked goods like every afternoon whenever I have the chance. It's just it's you can call it whatever you want. It can be as pretentious as you want it to be, but I literally do it because it's delicious. So Maybe hear this, and this is coming from someone who lived in Europe. Loves flex me? By me. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Flex, flex by me about <laughs> Europe. But um, I feel like you would make an amazing European because they're, dude, they're all about rest. 
they have the pleasant moment every afternoon. They call it the pleasant moment. It's the, oh, it's the like, I yeah, would make so much. I would make such a better European than an American. You'd make an incredible European. How do you feel they about work bathing like four regularly? Four days out of the year. Yeah, bathing regularly. I'm not. I don't. You know. I'm good. I can, I can take it. I can take, take it or leave, leave it. Okay. Yeah. Dude, see, if program. you're gonna jettison bathing, though, you gotta you gotta couch it in some like aesthetic or environmental kind of reason, and then you're good to like get rid of it. You I know. Think the problem is, is that I don't have a lot of environmental leanings, and that really hurts yeah. me in all those departments. Big well, team. dude, it hurts you. I know it hurts you, baby, because like per our convo about Brett, like I feel like you got to have some insufferable environmental leanings. Yeah, I just you don't know what I mean. mean that Christians way at need all. to start like we got to start dipping our toes either. in that one. No I environmental, know, no political. I I do not yeah. lean into those categories, and it's it's really. It, I mean, you speak about crushing. It's that's crushing me. It's crushing you right now. It's crushing so you my gotta, <laughs> Yeah, you got to learn the right level of like insufferability on those things to remain like cool and relevant. And that's well, I, don't, I don't know how to care about things. It's hard to care about things that you don't. Well, you just have to, to fake about. caring about it, which is what most people do, dude. No, I mean, here's, oh, there's, there's a, I can't fake stuff. but here's the yeah. thing. There's like a spiritual guidance sort of insufferability that sits above those things <clears throat> where you're sort of the like the reflective Thomas Merton-y kind of guy. We're like, never said anything oh, yeah. about, you know, he's not famous for anything about social justice or, you know, hugging trees or whatever. But the sort of ethos has bled into those people. So, like, Ronnie can can all out be spiritual guidance guy who sort of floats above the fray on those, which oh, is which, oh, which is its own its own sort of perfect insufferability. Pipe, That's you've said space, so many. Pipe. You've said so many nice things about me the last few weeks, man. I don't. I don't. We need to. Uh, we need to talk off the air because I, I feel touched. I feel. <laughs> you guys got to bury the hatchet, man. You know? Are we you're, good now? You're wondering what I'm buttering you up for. No, not at all. I, I take it as genuine. I'm. I'm genuinely. Um. I, I'm genuinely touched by it. I, I'm not. There's no. There's no sarcasm here at all. I. It, I love maybe, it. Maybe. Maybe he wants to write a book with you finally. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> no, make I that happen. I, I don't. Do authors. I. Uh, I really like right. that Ronnie has found his co-authoring um direction elsewhere and is going to thrive in it. Wilson, they don't co-author, baby. That's Speak, me and you. Of, That's a purview of guy humble guys like us. <laughs> humble guy, like, real. Like, they don't like writing entire books. People. Yeah, yeah, that's right, man. You tell Speaking me I can books. write five chapters instead of ten. Sign me I'm up. There, I'm there. Speaking of books and Piper, <laughs> what were Piper's six books on the, uh, the social media? <laughs> I lay blog? it up. Right? Well, we called this a pass fail grade earlier, and I fail. I just didn't do it. I, I oh, was Piper. so. This was not a. I'm too cool for this. Like I genuinely was. I was looking for them, and then I was like, I'm. I don't have six books at hand. Uh, I, I, and then I realized yeah. to, to put way this, to be honest, like, no I, I love else. how we're, where it's like yeah. visions of you, like searching through your house. Not being able to well, I mean, I have, I have shelves full of books, but like, I'm not reading. Yeah, but it was supposed to be at hand, right? I didn't have yeah. six at hand. I'm, I was reading like two at the time and neither of which was I particularly proud of. It was like, you know, a spy novel and, and Tim Keller's <laughs> marriage book, which is great. Like that would be yeah. a good part of six, but not like, yeah, it would. I would have gotten a partial grade anyway because it's like, well, here's one third of the sixth and one of them I was listening to. So it only sort of counts. Um, so but but confession, like I was I was borderline just curating the list. Like, what do I want to give the impression of? Because I could, you know, I could put together a solid curated six books if I wanted to, uh, you know, I I would have grabbed like the Michael Jordan biography by Roland Lazenby, especially because it, it's very right. timely. Uh yeah. 
let's see. I probably would have thrown the Tim Keller book in there. Uh, I have a, oh, let's see. I'm looking at my shelf in my office right now. Oh, like Spurgeon's lectures to my students would be a strong one. There you go, Spurge. Um, and then I probably would have just finished it out with like m- three of my books for fun, you know. Just wow. that'd be a good flex <laughs> just, for the six books thing. Just put six of your own effing books on there, that's right. you just, know. Just take here, that. Here, Internet. these are these are th- three that I have. I have fond feelings for. Exactly. Yeah, they were just you know they were at hand. They were right here. Um, what's sad is no, I, have, I like. I have that. more of those at hand than I do books that I would actually like to read currently. That's so Total. sad, Pat. <laughs> Dude, did you guys do the the internet flex like a month ago where uh, people were like finding a hot picture of themselves at age 20 and posting that? Did you guys do that one? No. I uh, I don't have any hot pictures from when I was 20. I think uh, I think my wife did that one from Did I mm. did I do that? I can't remember. I I also can't remember. Dude, th- everybody looks good at 20. <laughs> like if you don't look good at 20, you're just not going to look good ever. You know. <laughs> 20's your last hope. Dude, so this this is a pivot into our last topic. But uh, my parents, man, shout out to shout out to my folks. They're celebrating their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Whoa. Probably by the time this this episode drops, and we're yeah, we're having them down. We're doing a little party, and uh, I'm putting like a book together for them, like a story of their life with pictures and like a narrative. And I'm I'm really stoked about it. It's like the the creative thing that I've been waiting for for like three years. And uh, so I'm going deep dive into this thing, but I'm looking at a lot of old pictures and I found one of of me and KK when we were 20 and it almost made me want to like get a Twitter just so I could post it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how good we looked compared to, if, compared to like how I look now. You know, you like, I have, have, like we can we can do that from the Happy Rand Twitter account. If you're ever like, man, I need to post this. So just Dude, I'm uh, text I, you this. I can, pick, man, I can work with you on that. I might. I might do it while we're on the air. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you this pic now. But dude, I look like a third tier douche from like a '90s TV drama, and I mean that in a good way. You know what I mean? Are you talking like I was about the douche. back then or? <laughs> yeah, like back then, not now, dude. I look like a a, a guy in a show about old people now, but um, but no, back then, man. Um, here I'm sending it. All right, I'm waiting for it to come through. I'm eager to see. Uh, yeah, this is good radio. T- yeah, but dude, I TV got like bones and like a jawline. It's incredible. Man, I remember those. Those were the days. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm I'm at, I don't know. I'm at a stage right now. Like I, I don't know how dramatically different I look. I don't. I don't have a good enough self impression to know how dramatically different I look from when I was 20. Except that I was a lot skinnier then. Like I was 175 I think you look pounds. The same, dude. Pied, you you're look one of those. Too. You're one of those look the same dudes for sure. I mean, yeah. I've seen older pictures of you, and you're remarkably unchanged. Is that a yeah, good? Is that like true. aging gracefully, or is that just like having a baby face? I don't know. What's... I think it's both. Okay. I think it's both. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll. I mean, those dudes. So here's the bad news, pipe is like those dudes that just perpetually look young. One day they wake up, and it's like, oh, dude, you look 56. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's like that kind of a thing. But dude, yeah, you but you're 80 it, when that happens, right? You made it. <laughs> you're like you stoked made it about all that time. It doesn't even matter by then, you know? Yeah. Pipe, you're the you're like white BJ Armstrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? He That's, he, he yes. appears on the last dance. He looks like he's seven years old. Um, you're you're like that guy for us. Oh, Ted, um, the picture just came through. This is see, amazing. I don't want you to go back to that? Can you go back to that look, man? You got I the mean, little what? like no, you got I the little like greased I'm, curl on the forehead. Yeah, man. That Dude, I'm just like funny. old and ruined, so I can't look. I I, I can't. <laughs> no, look, you I can. can. You no you no you can. 
You can make the attempt, Big no, T. Maybe that ship has what, sailed. What was the no, context for I this? Because there's that ship is waiting at the dock to be reboarded. Come Dude, on. So that, that guy next to me is my cousin, and uh, and we I, were at my other cousin's wedding. And I think we were trying to look like Boondock Saints. I don't know well, which was dude, a, that I, guy couldn't look less like your cousin. What are we? What are we talking? <laughs> what are we talking about here, T? Oh, dude, he's my cousin. I promise. Wow. Uh, okay. Speaking of my family, though, and speaking of my parents, um, can I've I got a. Can, can I gram this thing for you, Ted? Yeah, you can gram it, baby. All right. Let me get it up uh, there, man. Yeah, get it up there. See what see what happens, but. Um, yeah, dude. So my parents are celebrating their 50th. They're amazing people. But my mom's name is Karen. And Karen has become like, as you know, like the internet kind of meme version of like um, just a lot of words I could use here, but ob- obnoxious older white lady. Right. So if you're like a certain kind of older white lady, um, you're, you're getting killed right now with the name Karen. But I want to I want to defend my mom's honor. By saying that she is nothing like that. Poor Karen uh, Cluck, man. Dude, poor Karen Cluck. She's the sweetest, kindest. The original KK. Part. The original yeah, dude, like, like I'm I'm not worthy to be her son. You know, she's probably disappointed in how I turned out. Yeah, and having I don't having met your mother, she gives off zero Karen vibes. Like totally, oh, dude. It, she would never complain about anything publicly. You know what I mean? That's just anathema to her. Um, she just wouldn't do it. So uh, I hope this Karen thing blows over, boys. And, and like my point in bringing this up was it started to register a little while ago. And I'm like, yeah, that'll just be an Internet thing that blows over in a couple of days. But it's socked in. Piper, how, how socked in is this thing? Is my mom ever going to like reclaim her honor as a Karen? Yeah, it'll go away. But yeah, it's it's not just like the, the meme that gets shared because it's a it's a character. So like you can now call yeah. people Karen. You know, it's like the it's the. Yeah she's such a Karen or that kind of thing. And it's, so it, it's going to stick for a while now. Yeah, hopefully, a, hopefully yeah. your mother is not super um, invested in social media. Cause that could be hurtful for her. Um, <laughs> she's less invested than I am. Okay. That's, that's, that tells a, you that's both yeah. an amazing achievement and really a healthy place to be for her. But the apple doesn't <clears throat> fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, the crazy thing about this, I don't know how, I don't know how it ended up being Karen because I've known probably half a dozen Karens in my life. Only one of them yeah. would I call this version of Karen. The other five yeah. or six are uh, like the nicest, warmest people who never complain, who will go out of their way to make like they're the ones who are going to seek out the manager to say how good the service was. Not the types who are <laughs> totally. going to seek out the manager to complain that their salad dressing wasn't vinaigrette or whatever. Uh, and, <laughs> totally. And, and I don't so I don't know how this happened. I don't know how Karen became that that meme. Dude, it bums me out. Like it super bums me out. And Should, uh, what what name makes more sense than Karen? Like if we were gonna pick one, like what is the Dude, that's good. But that's Karen good. is so classic. I mean, dude, like it's so funny because like me me and my daughter, we used like we we had this thing about ten years ago where we started coming up with like names that you would never name your doll, like names from the seventies. And like Karen uh-huh. was always one of those names. Again, it wasn't negative. It was, just, it was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, no yeah. Kid, like no parent is naming their kid. And I, and I quote, you know, from 10 years ago, Karen, Janet, Shelly, oh, yeah. Connie, Kathy. Dude, you know, I feel like, like those, Janet would be a great one for this. Yeah. yeah that's, 
but it's like one of those names where you almost you can't even imagine those names kind of coming back as like most but, popular names. But the thing is, like, yeah, Janet is gone. Like Janet was a character in Friends or whatever, and she's not coming back. And but Karen, like, I know Karens who are in their twenties. Like Karen is a name that applies to like sixty year olds and people who are. Yeah. So it's like it has it has a lifespan, which is a whole different it thing does than have some a of these weird other weird like, lifespan. You know, it's not like Gertrude, which just sort of disappeared with the greatest I mean, kinda, generation. But then you could see that coming back because, you know, like Henry's all like the cool name to name your son now. So, like, oh, Gert- yeah, dude. Henry's you don't think Gertie's going to come back? I mean, that's going to come back. I could know? see Gertrude. Oh, yeah, coming I could back. for sure. I really could, man. But it's for just certain weird kind of like. Of, yeah, right. For certain yeah. kind of people that are trying to be difficult in how they name their kids, yeah, it could come back. Like a bespectacled, like, hipster. Totally. You know, it'll, it'll totally come back. But it's super um, weird to think that, like, like, I don't know, like, Pipe, like, your kids might name their kids, like, Shelly or Karen or Janet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, one of my daughter's names is Diane, which is, it's it's a pretty mom name generationally. Not yeah, a lot Diane of, not a lot of 11-year-old Dianes rolling around out there. Uh, but How did so, I not know that? That's totally one of those names. So, it yeah, and, it, like, yeah, Nancy. Diane, yeah, Judy. Totally right there. Uh, yeah, I'm just like basically. I'm just thinking. What were my friends? What were my friends' mom's name when I was when I was growing up? Because like that whole generation, like they just sort of disappeared. Yeah. So yeah. there was like Karen. Yeah. There was like four Nancys, multiple Judys. Uh, Dude, your daughter Judy. Diane is for sure going to name her daughter like her daughters Janet, Karen, and Shelley. That would be. <laughs> It's dope. so dope, dude. It's inevitable. Those are going to be the names. Dude, and I'm, and I'm never Shelley. taking them to a restaurant ever. <laughs> dude, Shelly is in. Dude, Shelly's on another name. level, man. That's, oh, a, it's that's total a, next level. My sister-in-law's name is Shelly. Yeah, it's Your an old timer. My sister-in-law. My my oh. brother's my brother's wife's name is Shelly, and uh, <clears throat> well, it's Ro- it's Rochelle, but she goes by Shelly. Oh, is that the long version of uh, Shell? I didn't know. I that. don't know. It's it's a long version, but Dude, there was a Shelly in my high school. She was like a senior when I was a freshman, and I just thought it was the coolest name. It it was like a dude to me. It was like a TV name. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I almost thought of her as like a TV character, kind of like Connie. Remember <laughs> Connie? Yeah, solid. Dude. Every one of my solid. every one of my mom's friends growing up was named Connie. Yep. I went to high school with a Connie too, and she was cool. Yeah. Yeah, crazy man. Uh, crazy, crazy dude. So, what's the uh, real quick on on the Karen thing, and then we'll we'll wrap it. Um, is there a like a is and you guys have to tell me because you're on the internet. Is there like a white male equivalent of Karen? Because it can't be anything. Say what, Kenny. Yeah, okay. No, I think I think it's Todd. Todd okay, is the one that I, I've I seen thrown joking. around. And I, dude, I was gonna say I don't want it to be Kenny because I've I've known a couple Kennys and they've been stellar people. Yeah, I've only known a I've only known one or two Kennys, and I really like. Them I've both. never known a great Kenny. Or, or dude, a great I've honestly Brian. never known a great Todd. <laughs> I've never known a great Brian Todd or Kenny. Sorry, bro. You dude, now I ride with Brian, man. The the guy in the Boondock Sinks picture that I just sent you is is Brian. Okay. Uh, and he, and he, yeah, so like I'm I'm pro Brian, but were, uh, were but, yeah. Todd and Karen the names of the neighbors in uh, Christmas Vacation? Yes, Is they that what it were. Was? Maybe that's the origin of this whole thing. It might be, it could be because yeah. like they're yeah. they are very like quintessential Todd and Karens. Yeah, sure. guys, we got it. We have got to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, the this etymology of Karen meme. We must solve it. 
Hey, what does yeah, Adam gotta be a... mean? Like, what does it there's... mean? Yeah. The origin of a word? Where did it come from? Oh, that's right. Okay, thank you. Go on, Ted. <laughs> Dude, there's got to be a male version, like, coming to the internet soon, though. And, t- and Todd is a strong contender. But see, I feel And Todd like... will be like... You, you know the kind of guy that's getting crapped on in the internet right now is like the, the guy that wears like Oakley sunglasses and camos and Todd. Yeah, you know, Todd. <laughs> Todd, like that guy. Chad. Well, to be fair, Ted, in this picture you sent, you are one pair of white Oakleys away from being Todd instead of Ted. So you, <laughs> <laughs> the image you present in this is is very white Oakleys worn back. Dude, I'm like one shiny shirt away from being like Richard Richard Greco. You know, like in uh, <laughs> oh, was this from like your high school? Rock was this from your uh, your high school performance of Greece? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It kinda, yeah, it kind of looks like that. What year is this, baby? Ninety six. Ah, uh, yeah, ninety six, baby. Could you give oh, us a right. few bars of Teen Angel, please? Yeah. Dude, I've never seen Greece. Believe it or not, man. I feel like I'm the only person in. in well, no, dude, America. it's a scan. Dude, it's a scandal. It's scandalous. Of course, you weren't allowed to watch that thing, Ted. I well, mean, dude, I don't know that I wasn't allowed to watch it. I just never watched it. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like, I don't know. Why would I watch Greece? You know what I mean? Like in, in the the Venn diagrams of different kinds of people. I just I, I just wasn't a, a Greece watching. It was of. just slightly before your time is what I think it was. It, was, dude. It, it had that was, weird crevice of being just, yeah. just early enough to where you didn't care about it. Yeah, well, for sure. And, and when it was like, even if you were around when it was popular, I doubt like musical theater was a big hit when you were like eight. <laughs> yeah, so, no, right. Like we weren't we weren't going to school talking about like, hey, did you guys see cats? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I I was only familiar with Greece because one of my brothers was in it as a as a high, as one of their high school theater productions, and so like I saw it at you know six or something like that. In, Dude, at, I'm surprised like, Roosevelt I'm surprised High Johnny School. Johnny P was was cool with that because uh, Greece is a little, uh, you know, it's a little risque. So, yeah, but yeah. you know, if your kid is like, I'm going to go devote my time to theater, you just sort of write off anything they're doing, and you're like, you know, that's a You've better. You've already use- given up. Yeah, well, and it's a better yeah. use of time than a lot of alternatives. You know, so that's true. You know, you're just so happy they're not doing drugs. It's like yeah. I'm just, yeah. just just act, just pretend to act. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, boys, I'll tell you what would be great. Yeah, is to end this. Uh, baby, I was trying to end it. That was my. That was yeah. That was my ending the program. <laughs> your boys. pivot. Your, your pivot side. That was my pivot. Well. That was my good radio. Yeah, yeah. Boys, we've uh, we've done. What we always do on this program. I feel like we came back strong. You know, I feel like to to use a sports analogy, we lost by like fifty last week. But I feel like we, I feel like we eked one out this week. You, you know, feel like we, we uh, won, or we just didn't lose by as much. <laughs> I think we didn't lose by as much. It was a, it was a what we call in sports a moral victory. You know really? what I mean? Like, a, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it was that. a yeah, respectable. We, show. we showed we can play with the big boys. I don't know that we defeated yeah. anybody, but you know, we weren't an embarrassment. We got off the schneid. We, we are who we thought we were. To quote Dennis Green. <laughs> yes. <laughs> may, he, may he rest in peace. May he rest in R. peace. R. That's right. Boys, we've done what we always do in this program in that we've wandered to and fro throughout some topics while drinking Redbud City coffee roasters. Drink Redbud, lest we forget. Never forget. Hashtag never forget Redbud coffee. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. 
Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast.